This is another edition of the Heel to the Face podcast. I'm Jared. I'm Brandon. And even though I don't have a billion dollars, something I have in common with Tony Khan is uh, I know how to get on Twitter. Actually, probably something I don't have in common because I know how to get on Twitter and not go crazy. So I guess being a billionaire uh, doesn't save you from absurdity. We're going to talk that and so much more on this edition of the Heel to the Face podcast, which starts right now. Fans celebrate with me from Rome to Rochester. Bad luck to be my middle name. They might as well tighten me up with my buddy from Syracuse. So this is another edition of the Heel to the Face podcast. Make sure you're following us on X and Twitter at Heel to the Face. Another busy week in the world of professional wrestling. We're on the road to Royal Rumble. It's WrestleMania season. And uh, one stop... A stop that we have coming up this Monday in the world of WWE is Monday Night Raw, the World Championship on the line. Seth Rollins against the most deserving contender for a World Championship opportunity, Jinder Mahal. And now, well, Brandon, yourself, myself, uh, you know, we may say he's maybe not the most deserving contender. But the thing about the world of professional wrestling is it's all subjective it's not about wins and losses this isn't about regular sport like you're used to uh, even in regular sport let's be let's be fair even in regular sport a lot of it has to do not necessarily with fairness but with uh, tv ratings and eyeballs so even in legitimate sport but wwe is not legitimate sport it's not even pretending to be i mean who deserves anything right in the world of wwe well yeah. Tony Khan thinks that people deserve things, and he spouted out this week on Twitter, uh, not so happy. I think it all started with a USA Network tweet that said something about a, a cage match score, referring to a website which keeps the databases, you know, the one that keeps six-star, five-star matches all in order, uh, you know, something WWE doesn't necessarily concern themselves too much with. Uh, and Tony Khan took exception, saying that fans thought outrage in the fact that Hook and Samoa Joe which is going to happen next week on Dynamite, are contending for a championship in his program, but yet don't find outrage in Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins. Everybody told him, hey, calm it down. You got Eric Bischoff over here calling him a clown. And then instead of shutting up, he then goes after Eric Bischoff. Uh, Jinder Mahal finds fun in it. Uh, Everybody's finding fun in what Tony Khan's doing. In fact, I think Jinder Mahal said, what is a hook? Um, But (laughs) what is your make of Tony Khan and his social media rampage and the fact that he finds it embarrassing and crazy that somebody like Jinder Mahal, who hasn't won a match in over a year, is uh, in line for a championship match on Monday Night Raw. Well, first off, I'm just going to say this. Uh, Tony Tony Khan is a uh, – he's kind of a child when it comes to social media. Like, he doesn't know how to use it, apparently. Like, I think Bully Ray said something to, to, the, uh, to the regards of, you know – if you know someone needs to pretty much like tell him to turn his phone over, I guess is what I I was reading different things online, you know, in the last 24 hours, and it was something to that extent where it's like Tony's pretty much telling Tony Khan stop interacting, like just just post positive things and move on. Now yeah. I did find it funny that Randy Orton, you know, Randy Orton's not the most active uh, tweeter or poster now on uh, on X, but I found it interesting that he liked a particular tweet that said, "I don't ever want to hear." that all Tony Khan does is buy talent and doesn't make stars. Today he made a megastar out of Jinder Mahal, Booker of the Year. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw, everybody's got their eyes on that match now. 
I mean, well, yeah, and well, here's the here's the thing. Like, when, like Randy Orton's one of those people where we've all seen it, where you know some people may think some of the stuff he likes is controversial, whatever. I don't really care. People can like whatever the hell they want. I really don't give a crap as long as it's not doing any damage or harm any people. But I just thought that was funny. I saw that as a like uh, when I was looking. You know, I was kind of doing some research before the show, and I saw that. I'm like, yeah, that's that's about right. And and you guys, you know, and you guys, as I say. Our listeners, our, our viewers, you know, all, all of our fans in the Heel to the Face fandom, um, they know how I feel about uh, Eric Bischoff. I've quoted him many times, or cited him, I guess, uh, many times on, on his uh, 83 Weeks podcast, different things that he's done over the years. So if I have to lean one way or the other, I think it's kind of obvious. I'm going to lean Eric Bischoff on that one. I think Eric Bischoff took care of business. I, You know, I, I felt like Tony Khan just came off as kind of, you know, kind of like a crybaby. You know, I, I felt like he just kind of whined. He was whiny. I just like, like, in, 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 I was reading different things online where I guess, I guess AEW wrestlers reached out to the, the quote unquote dirt sheet writers of the world and were supposedly saying, you know, like they were frustrated or annoyed, you know, quote unquote, I guess. Um, so it's the whole thing is it's a bad look. I, you know, like I tell, you know, I tell people all the time social media can be used for really good things if you do it the right way. Tony Khan, in the, uh, on the other side of it, he's making himself look really bad right now, and I think it's bad PR for for AEW. I think they need to. I think Tony Khan should just stay off of social media and just like you know, unless it's going to be something positive. Otherwise, I don't want to hear anything from Tony Khan because like just the way he is, I just think it's 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 to me it's a little childish. So I mean, and here's the thing: Eric Bischoff was it was. It was very like Eric Bischoff was having fun with it. I could tell because I I follow Eric Bischoff on social media, obviously, and I know how he is, and I know how how he you know how he interacts on social media and on his podcast. So he was having clearly having fun with it, and he was just at you know he was just I don't think he was taking it that serious. I think he was just making fun of the whole thing. So for me, I think Eric Bischoff came off you know very very much like just having fun with it, and Tony Tony Khan seemed like he was uh, what's the word uh, triggered. By the whole thing, so I that's kind of where I'm at. Is, is that Tony Khan? He claims AEW is successful, right? And I'm not going <laughs> to dispute yeah. that claim. You know that it is successful. They 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 go to arenas. They get pretty good crowds. AEW Revolution Sting's final match pay per view, which is the next one on the card, is already sold over fifteen thousand tickets. They're expecting. But that's a blip. That's a blip, Jared. That's yeah, a blip. Yeah, I, I understand that, but either way, I, I think AEW is successful. Obviously, success is financially. You know, you don't think it's successful. You don't think it's in the black. They're losing money. They're losing okay. money because because look at the attendance. We've talked on so many episodes since AEW. No, I understand what you're saying with the attendance. I'm just saying you don't think the company at all. You you don't think the company is more positive than negative when it comes to existing. No, the existing part is a positive because it gives other wrestling fans, you know, an outlet. It gives more wrestlers a job because I've always said that, you know, I, I want to see more quality wrestlers employed, making a good living and doing things that they love. So that part of it, I'm completely, you know, I, I love that part of it. And I respect Tony Khan for doing that. But if anyone's going to sit here and tell me that they're successful, that's, that's a, that's just a farce to me. Like, look at the attendance. They're not, they're not selling out crowd. Like the crowds are not coming. Like, we can go to we can get tickets to any show just about any time and it's good seats because they don't like if you look and they and people show it because fans go to the shows they show the non camera side there's well, nobody I mean, yes. there it's I mean, WWE had to do that for years as well every you know sure. things go through ups and downs companies go through ups and downs i, I mean from from what i guess i'm trying to say is if 
the company isn't successful or if it is successful, I think it's the same way, right? Because if you're not successful, you try to hide that, right? Uh, I think one of those things you definitely try to, I, I was, I was speaking with family members and we were talking a lot about designer goods, right? Um, if you've ever been to New York city, you know, there's lots of designer goods that are on the street and the people who are buying those quote unquote designer goods on the street corner that say Louis Vuitton and Gucci and all these things are the lower class people who are trying to hide um, that they're not as wealthy, right? Um, but also if you are wealthy, you are also not trying to go out and throw out that you're wealthy. So it's, it's kind of twofold. So if AEW isn't successful, then Tony Khan is going to look really stupid if this company goes out because of what he's doing on social media and how he's going crazy about it. And people are like, look at you. You look like a fool then and you look even more foolish now if this company fails because you were screaming and yelling from the rooftop and now it's not even a successful company. So what the hell were you talking about? And if it is successful, if AEW, the wheels are running, the, the, the car is working just fine, then you also don't need to, you know, relay to your competition. I guess my thing is, Tony Khan, I don't get what he gets out of this. This isn't going to put more eyeballs on his company. What you do is you just stay the course. You stay the course. You do what you're doing. And more importantly, I don't hear a lot of super wealthy people talking smack to other super wealthy people often because they're in their own world and they're worried about their own thing. And especially to when the rivals, right? You're like, here's a good example. The NFL doesn't speak anything about the CFL or, or the UFL or any of these other things, right? They know what they are. They're worried about themselves. If somebody raised a hand, like a good example, right? WWE. If someone raised a hand at a press conference and goes, Shawn Michaels, did you realize that your upcoming event is on the same day as AEW? He's going to give the answer that Tony Khan should give, and that is, uh, I didn't. I didn't know that. What is AEW? What are you talking about? That's what Tony Khan needs to do. If I was Tony Khan right now, and I wanted to be the big man, and I wanted to be the billionaire, and I want to be in the room with Vince and Triple H and all these people, I'm not going to go yell at them like some sort of Ryback over here. I'm going to just sit there and go, I'm sorry, I didn't know. WrestleMania is this weekend. We've got a lot of events going on with AEW. we got a big-time pay-per-view coming up. Kind of a little focused on our stuff over here. Sorry, not really paying attention. Wait, did you what Did is he admitting he's watching Monday Night Raw for? Did you mention Ryback? I don't think we've mentioned Ryback's name on a podcast in a long time. I just I just wanted to point it out. Go ahead. I just I just I thought that was well, funny. Because yeah, he's he's ridiculous, right? Anytime you hear about Ryback on social media, he's being absurd. He he's just saying stupid things that isn't giving him positive attention. If I was Tony Khan, here's what I'd be doing, right? You'd just be doing your thing, right? Promoting your company, doing your thing. And hell, you know what? If you put an AEW show on against the WWE pay-per-view or whatever you're doing, don't mention that you're doing it. The time that AEW and NXT went head-to-head, right? And, and, and NXT, quote-unquote, WWE, you got them scared. You got them pulling out The Undertaker and John Cena to go up against you. What you do is you just take that in stride. You don't mention that they're going against you or they're trying to, to, to go one-on-one with you. You take that in stride. You hold it inside and go, look, I got them to fork over money to pull out The Undertaker and John Cena for a stupid NXT taping because I'm on Tuesday night. They know I exist. Now, my job is to not care that they know I exist and to pretend that they don't exist. Tony Khan calling out Jinder Mahal is the same as WCW back in the day when they called out that Mick Foley was winning the world title. You're only just taking more eyeballs and telling – you're advertising 
WWE, because I can tell you what, Hook versus Samoa Joe's happening on Dynamite next week. AW told me that. Hook versus Samoa Joe happening on Dynamite next week. WWE didn't tell me that. But I know that Jinder Mahal versus Seth Rollins has happened on Raw because two different companies told me that. Two companies told me about yeah. Raw. Only one company told me about Dynamite. Well, Randy Orton WWE ain't advertising too. Dynamite matches. Well, yeah, Randy Orton picked up on it as well because, you know, in the you know, the early part of our show here tonight, you know, we, we were just talking about that tweet about Randy, what Randy Orton was liking. So, obviously, you know – Give give Tony Khan some you know some uh, some credit because he helped out WWE and you know what I'm actually you know on the Jinder Mahal topic like I, I'm actually happy for Jinder I think Jinder Jinder doesn't get enough work and I, I think he's been a, a, a kind of a punchline for a long time Jinder Mahal is a quality worker he looks great he's got a good physique I think he's decent on the mic I think he does a lot of the things that you want I just think that I feel like his his stock has always been really low because of the whole 3MB thing back in the day. I feel like he's never been able to, to shake that like a Drew McIntyre has. So I'm, I, at the end of the day, I just want to see him. I know he's not going to win the match you know, on Monday night. You know, no, it's, another thing. it's a Monday but, Night Raw. We're arguing over a championship match. This isn't like Jinder Mahal just got pushed to the front of the line for WrestleMania here. This is a Monday Night Raw. I've seen Jeff Hardy way back in the day, like before he had his own entrance, before he was ever a singles competitor, go up against The Undertaker on a Monday Night Raw for the WWE Championship. I've seen Bubba Ray Dudley and Devon do singles matches for WWE Championships. I've seen uh, Los Lotharios members, right, go up against sure. Roman Reigns in a squash sure. match. It's a TV taping. Relax. He's not going to win. Like, let's be honest. Jinder Mahal's not going to win the championship. At the end of the day, all I want to see happen for Jinder is he puts on a good show because, you know, because people haven't really seen him in a while. So just put on a good match. And then, you know what, hopefully for him, that's a springboard for him to do some other things with his career. Because honestly, like people have forgotten about Jinder Mahal and they forget that he was a champion at one point up until recently when he had to remind everybody of that. So I just want to see him. I just want to see him put on a quality match. You know, and, and that's it. And here's the thing. The only thing that could change the outcome of the match on Monday is if for some reason we see a cash-in. I don't expect it to happen. I, I, but that's the only thing that could possibly change the outcome is maybe there's a, a cash-in by, uh, you know, by Damian Priest. But besides that... I don't see. I don't see. I, I don't, that. You know, it, it's crazy, right? I don't. I don't foresee Seth Rollins losing the championship. But you know, at the same time, we've seen this before around Royal Rumble season, WrestleMania season, where you have like a switch over for the championship. Um, just it, it, like meaning, if Jinder Mahal wins the championship, that might just only sell Jinder Mahal versus Seth Rollins in a rematch at the Royal Rumble. Like that's all that really might do. If Jinder Mahal wins or, the belt, they might just turn it around and then turn that into a Rumble match. Or, or it's possible. It's possible they could turn it into okay. We want to put Seth Rollins in the Royal Rumble. You know that could be something as well. I right? yeah. never know. I mean, so, like, I remember 2006, New Year's Revolution. That was back when we had the pay-per-view before Royal Rumble in the first of the year. And I rem- and, and also going back to not even as 2006, 2022, right? You had day one pay-per-view. You have Brock Lesnar win the belt just so Brock Lesnar can lose the belt at the Rumble and start that carousel going. Or back in 2006, for example, Edge beats John Cena, cash in Money in the Bank, wins the championship. Then it's Edge versus John Cena at the Rumble. John Cena wins it back. John Cena still goes on to WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like, I guess it, it kind of creates a little bit of a short-term storytelling. Edge beats John Cena, right? Gets the championship. John Cena beats Edge. Gets the championship match. 
John Cena versus Edge now for the rematch because Edge is a former champion, gets the rematch at No Way Out. John Cena retains, right? Then John Cena goes on to WrestleMania to fight Triple H at WrestleMania like he was going to anyways. But there's that little caveat where Edge like held the belt. There was a little hot potato with the belt, right? So, I mean, yeah, maybe Jinder Mahal beats Seth Rollins. Then we go to the Royal Rumble. Seth Rollins beats Jinder Mahal. And then somewhere along the line, because there's like 60 days between the Rumble and WrestleMania, maybe just to make a special Monday Night Raw, Jinder Mahal wants his rematch against Seth Rollins on some, like, in-between Monday Night Raw episode that needs a little more pop and circumstance. And Seth Rollins is, like, on the road to WrestleMania to obviously face someone bigger and better. You know what I mean? We saw that before, that roadblock pay-per-view a couple years ago where Triple H was a champ and then took on John Moxley, like, we knew he was going to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, but, you know, had a defense against John Moxley at a TV pay-per-view pseudo house show thing. Like, that could possibly happen. But I think most importantly here with the Tony Khan situation is, in WWE, we're always used to people burning bridges with Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is the czar of WWE, the czar of professional wrestling, and so many people burning bridges with him, right? The Ultimate Warrior burning bridges with him, Bret Hart burning bridges with him. Essentially, their relationship's getting strained. A lot of times, obviously, those bridges get mended. But in this case, it's Tony Khan burning bridges with people that he might want to bring in in the future, right? Obviously, with Eric Bischoff, right? It's not Eric Bischoff being stupid and Tony Khan being the billionaire and saying, no, 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 I don't think I'm going to hire you. You're below me. I can't believe you said that stuff about our company. No, it's Eric Bischoff when Tony Khan needs to bring out a, a, a manager or a general manager for a big time show. And he's calling up Eric Bischoff over here because he wants to bring him out of the show. And then Bischoff is going to say no to Tony Khan. Talent is going to say no to AEW instead of what it should be. AEW saying no to talent. It, it's, it's players saying, no, I'm sorry, New York Yankees. I'm not interested instead of the other way around where the Yankees say they're not interested in you. And that's where the power should lie. Vince yeah. McMahon, no one ever said no to Vince McMahon. Maybe, maybe they did because the offer just wasn't right or they just didn't get along. But no one ever said, you know, Vince McMahon, I'm not, uh, I'm not coming to WWE because you're ridiculous. You're absurd. Uh, you know, I, I, I think you're childish. No, that that doesn't happen. That I, You might, might say that happened with Sting or something like that. But for the most part, that doesn't happen. Vince McMahon holds the power. Tony Khan needs to hold the power. And I think the biggest thing here is that what it, it, when you speak on behalf of yourself, you're not just making yourself look stupid. You're not just making the company look stupid. You're making all the talent who works for you look stupid 100%. because you're the captain of the ship. They're the ones relying on you. They're the ones that flipped off. Edge is the one that flipped off WWE hypothetically, right, on the way out and said, I'm going to go with this ship. And then all of WWE people are looking over AEW and being like, that's your boss? Really? You, you, that That's who you put your career? That's who you put the hands of your career in? Come on. Like, well, well, dude, well, dude, it's called lead by example. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you lead by example, like, things are going to be much better because I bet you like, you, like you just said, you made a great point. I, I would say I would say some of the talent are probably embarrassed by Tony Khan's outburst. You know, Tony Khan just needs to – he just needs to just stay – like I said earlier, he needs to stay off social media and just, just shut up, promote it the way you're supposed to promote it, and just don't – you almost in a sense, you act like WWE doesn't exist. You just do your own thing. Like WWE doesn't – WWE a lot of times acts like AEW doesn't exist. They're not going to they're not gonna go out of their way to promote you. So why are you going to go out, go out of your way to promote them? It's, it doesn't make sense to me. So I think Tony Khan, hopefully this is a lesson learned and maybe he can keep his head out of his rear end. But I, I do feel like – I do feel like guys – I won't mention their names, but you know how I feel about a certain uh, a certain dirt sheet rider. Uh, I feel like I, I I do feel like, and they're gonna deny it all the way up and down. But I, I you know you know there you know there's some there's a 
a handshake agreement where I bet you I bet you that those particular people have deals in place for Tony Khan paying them money to to shill for them on on social media. I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. I mean, again, I'm not confirming or anything like that, but it wouldn't surprise me because of those dirt sheet writers. I feel like they give so much more love to AEW than they do WWE and of course New Japan Pro Wrestling. I can't I can't imagine anybody's right now helping out Tony Khan. I feel like everybody is just looking at him from a distance and going, would, "What are you doing? Though, You're on your own on this." Because of those particular because of those particular particular dirt sheet writers, I'm not even going to mention their names because you all know who I'm talking about. They'll, they'll do anything for a payday. Uh, that's just kind of my thoughts on, on some of those dirt sheet writers. I feel like a lot of it's just garbage, and that's that's. And I agree with Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff exposed them a long time ago. And, like, once I realized what Eric Bischoff was doing, I'm like, he's not wrong. So, for me, like, I feel like if Tony Khan says, hey, uh, if you uh, if you make me look really good on social media, I will, I'll throw you a few bucks, it wouldn't surprise me if that was happening. Again, I'm not saying it is happening, but it wouldn't shock me if they had some sort of backroom deal on that. Because the way, the, just the way those dirt sheet writers are with AEW, I feel like I feel like there's something going on there. I mean, personally, I, I don't necessarily agree with that because I, I I just think AEW, and that and that's a shame in all this. AEW is a better product than I'm not saying it's the greatest product in the world. I mean, whatever. But I think it's a better product. It deserves better than what Tony Khan is doing. Tony Khan, thank you for creating it. Thank you for putting the money behind it. Thank you for having this alternative. Thank you for putting wrestling on another night on another national channel so that people who don't watch wrestling think it's way more popular because it's on every single channel. All of a sudden, people who think wrestling went extinct with Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold Steve Austin can't deny when they're flipping through the channels that it did not indeed do that, right? So thank you for that. But you are doing it a disservice. That's probably why he doesn't send out tweets in the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, account and stuff like that because that's how you're you're not supposed to do that well, nonsense. And well, I don't think the NFL honest, would, would, yeah, this, would yeah, but, like that. But to be honest, though, the Jags the Jags are owned by his dad. I mean, he's like I mean, of course, it's part of the Khan family. But that's his that's that's Shah's team. Like that's like the Jaguars are Shah's more Shah's thing. Tony obviously is part of it, obviously because it's part of the Khan family. But I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think Shaw has I don't think he has anything to do with AEW. Obviously, besides you know the, the the financial background of the Khan family and the wealth that they have, that's why I feel like he doesn't say much with the Jaguars. I feel like I feel like his well, dad to say even though right. Well, no, I, I know, but I'm saying like, about I, the refs, you know. Well, I mean, I mean, it, it, and it's, it's different too because with with the NFL, it is more regulated where you can get fined, you can get in trouble for it. So, in, in the wrestling business, it's a little bit different. But I do feel like his dad kind of keeps him under wraps with that. And that would be my guess because it's really his dad's. It's his dad's football team. And the, from well, you know, at the end of the day, this all this money does funnel up to his dad, right? So. Yeah. Uh, I understand that you know he's got a, a portion of it that he's allowed to do with what he wants, aka AEW. Uh, but yeah, maybe his dad should be reining him in a little bit on this as well, because it's still in the end of the day is is a lot of that money that funnels all the way to the top. But more importantly, just like said, it also you know, and, and maybe his dad should rein him in because he's like, hey, you're my son, you're a fellow businessman. It's like Vince McMahon to Shane McMahon, right? If Shane McMahon was doing this stuff, right, and making Vince look silly. Because he's Shane's son, or, you know, Vince's son. You know, Vince would even say something because it's it's a whole lineage. So uh, at the end of the day, I don't think Tony Khan's going to learn his lesson because this is a a long a line of times he's been doing this on social media. Uh, but one thing we have learned is that he doesn't stick to his guns about anything, anyways. 
because how many times does he talk smack about somebody and well then he ends up bringing him in i think he talked pretty pretty extensive crap about rick flair in the past uh and stuff like that so Dude, he's done that he's done that with eric bischoff in the past and yeah. and they still do it they still do it to this day don't be surprised i mean if, if the dollar amount the dollar amount is right eric bischoff would come i feel like he would it's, it's just not I, the product. it doesn't make yeah. the product more controversial it doesn't make it sexier it doesn't make it more uh you know unique or different it's not putting eyeballs on it like from a perspective of sometimes social media does that it, it kind Controversy creates cash like Eric Bischoff coined, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think this is that kind of controversy. It's just stupid. It's just petty. It's not putting eyeballs on your product. It's just making you look silly. Uh, Moving on, though. Uh, There's a new product uh, starting up this weekend, if you will. Not necessarily a new product, but the rebrand is officially going to be happening this weekend. TNA Hard to Kill. What's crazy to think about TNA Hard to Kill's pay-per-view this Saturday from Las Vegas is that this is actually the fifth Hard to Kill pay-per-view. In 2020, right before the pandemic, they debuted this pay-per-view. Sammy Callahan, Tessa Blanchard, intergender championship match. That was a, had a lot of eyeballs on it. Had my eyeballs on it at the time. Obviously, Tessa Blanchard, she had a rocket ship going to the moon, and since then, well, it has crashed, burned, and I think Tessa Blanchard is buried somewhere. Um, but uh, at that time, that was the first Hard to Kill, right? And, and I like the name Hard to Kill just because it was very much about how TNA, speaking of a company that has fought so much adversity, TNA, it was Impact, it was teaming together with Jeff Jarrett's Global Force Wrestling, it was doing all sorts of things, and now it's TNA again, so it's definitely a company that has faced a lot of adversity, a lot of changes, but at the end of the day, they've got just enough to keep on chugging away, um, and I'm looking forward to this pay-per-view this weekend because of the fact that, you know, it seems like a decent pay-per-view, I- I'm looking forward to the aesthetics, the, the change, I'm wondering, obviously, we're still looking to see if there's that big-time signing uh, that they keep talking about. I wonder, is it Matt Riddle? We already saw Matt Riddle is going to be joining up in New Japan Wrestling as well as uh, Major League Wrestling MLW. Um, So, And we all know about Nick Nemeth, Dolph Ziggler. He's part of New Japan, but could, you know, they work both companies? Could they be on both sides of things? Because we're going to see Will Ospreay. Isn't Matt Riddle from Vegas or lives in Vegas? Uh, yeah, because uh, his ties with the UFC and stuff like that. I don't know. I think that is where he is from, or at least and he definitely The reason why I say that is because this this is at the Palms in Nevada. So it's at, it's yes. at Paradise, Nevada. So it's it's right That's there. Las Vegas. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar, but Paradise is Las Vegas. It's just another Yeah, that's name. what I mean, though, because I, I know Palms. I know Palms Casino. So, like, yes. I, I, have a, I have a few de- degenerates in my family. So I, uh, I, know, I, I know a few things about Vegas. I've never actually been like you have and you know, many others that I now have. But, yes, I've heard of Palms. It's a good place. I wish I was going to this event. It's in the Palms. Uh, I've been to the Palms before. It's a it's a casino like any other. I don't really. There's not really much more to speak about than that. Um, but uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see. You know, if they bring in any big time names. Like I said, Will Osprey is taking on Josh Alexander on Sunday at their event Snake Eyes, which is a TV taping. Now I'm not familiar if that's going to be a quote unquote premium live event or if that's just going to be like an access TV event. I'm not sure what that exactly is. Um, but Saturday's pay-per-view proper, as they say, it's it's, it's interesting. Nonetheless, uh, on the pre-show, you got Rich Swan versus Steve Macklin. You got Tommy Dreamer. He's their digital media champion. He's facing on Crazy Steve. Now, for those who don't know, TNA rebranded, right, from Impact to TNA. So they got all new championship belts this week. 
um, to kind of go along with that. But one match I want to talk about, particularly because of what indications it might be, Trinity, right? We keep hearing the rumors that she might be showing up at the Royal Rumble. She might be coming back to WWE. Well, she's champion, and she's taking on probably the toughest and definitely most muscle-masked woman in world of wrestling, Jordana Grace, for the Knockouts World Championship on Saturday. So my question to you, Brandon, is this a swan song for Trinity? If she loses, uh, do you expect her in the Rumble? Uh, Yeah, she's losing this match. There's not even a question about it. Trinity... (laughs) Trinity is, Trinity is losing this match, and Naomi will be back in, in, in the Royal Rumble uh, in a couple weeks here. It works out perfectly. Jordan Grace will be the champion, you know, which, which I think she should be because she is, she is the top dog, so to speak, in that women's division. So I feel like Trinity, Trinity and Jordan are going to put on a great show. They're going to put on a gr- really good match. There's going to be a lot of false finishes. But I do, thi- I do think at the end of the day, Trinity will be going back to Naomi in WWE and will be showing up as – one of the returning stars to WWE is Royal Rumble. There's a few good matches on this card as well. Uh, Alex Hammerstone, now I'm not too familiar with him because he is a former MLW heavyweight champion, but I've noticed him a lot lately, you know, making a name for himself, showing up in different companies and being like kind of somebody who they're advertising in many companies like GCW. Um, so I think he's somebody on the rise just from the promotions I've seen of him recently. He's taking on Josh Alexander. I think this tag team championship match, Trent Seven and Mike Bailey, teaming up together against Grizzled Young Veterans uh, and obviously ABC, which is Chris Bay and Ace Austin and the Rascals, Zachary Wentz and Trey Miguel. Um, that's going to be yeah. a fast, fast match as well. Yeah. Uh, that X Division Championship match, Chris Saban, uh, he's been obviously sit in this company all the way back to its origins uh, with Kushida, you know, with the TNA X Division Championship on the line. El uh, Hio Del uh, Vincan... You, you know how to say that name, right? I, I say it yeah. right. Yeah, Al Del Vikingo. Yes, okay. I, I think if it's like two words, I'm good, but the fact that it's four, I, I start to speak it too fast and I get it wrong. I know who it is. That's at the end of the day. I know who we're talking about here. Very good and then the, the championship, Alex Shelley and Moose. Moose won a, call, or a Feaster fired uh, world title match. I was actually at the 1,000th episode of Impact and where they had like the ladder match and where you got the briefcases. You opened it up. You got a championship match or you got fired. Uh, he got a championship match. He's taking on Alex Shelley, former Chris Sabin tag team partner, a part of the Motor City Machine Guns. Alex Shelley goes back uh, to the origins of the company, taking on Moose. So it's like new and old. It's the original Impact, you know, Alex Shelley back in the days with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe against Moose, who's been a man who's carried this company through their Impact uh, you know, modern access TV days. Uh, who do you who do you see? Do you see Moose becoming champion once again? I know you're a big Moose guy. I am a big Moose guy, but I don't think it is. I think Alex Shelley will retain the championship. I do think I do think it's. I just don't think it's Moose's time at this point to 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 get the championship again. So I will say I think Alex Shelley will uh, he will leave the pay per view uh, as champion. You know, either way, I'm excited to see it. Like I said, it's it's an interesting venue, right, where they are uh, in Las Vegas. Um, it's not your traditional, uh, I don't know what you call it, your traditional, like, arena-style venue. Obviously, they're rebranding, and that's one of those things, too. You know, when it comes to professional wrestling, that's a little bit different than other sports. And people say, and, oh, this, this goes back to Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania, right? People are like, well, what's going to be the better match? That, that's not what this is all about, right? Football can play in front of no crowd because football is still football. But wrestling is a huge conglomeration of many things, right? Back in the day, one of my favorite things was tuning into Sunday Night Heat to see the stage 
for the pay-per-view later in the night. King of the Ring, Vengeance, Invasion, SummerSlam, whatever, right? You don't see that with UFC, right? You're not literally like, I want to buy this UFC pay-per-view because I think the stage is going to look really cool or I think they're going to have really sweet banners hanging or uh, I think Motorhead's going to sing this guy to the ring and there's going to be pyro in a sweet outfit. Like UFC has as a taste of that stuff, but wrestling is what has that. And I think obviously – if, if we're just selling big-time wrestling, if that's all we cared about, then they wouldn't even go through this rebrand. The rebrand, the color scheme, uh, the loud pomp of, of the logos and T-shirts and merch sales that go along with it. You know, like the hard-to-kill uh, you know, banner kind of making very colorful purple and yellow, uh, you know, like Hulk Hogan style, if you will, you know, really grabbing your attention. That mixed with the ring, right? Six-sided ring, regular ring. They're going to pull out the six-sided ring this week out of nowhere? Is that the big surprise? You know, it's things like that that get us to tune into wrestling on top of just the matches. Uh, So I am looking forward to the pay-per-view this weekend. I'm looking forward to TNA maybe being a uh, a bigger player in the world of wrestling. And, hey, uh, I will say one thing before we close out the show regarding that is – they're probably loving Tony Khan's tweets because you know they're trying to they're trying to fit in where get in where they fit in and and any way that they can make themselves you know fit in better and and, and any way AEW can look more ridiculous and silly you know hey maybe maybe Will Ospreay says yeah maybe you know I didn't think about giving TNA a chance to to sign but you know maybe I'm going to spend some more time within this company because you know they may not be as big but. They don't got a guy over here who's like screaming at the clouds yeah. and trying to fight WWE personally. You know, that kind of thing. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I think I do want to see TNA do well. You know, for me, like I always say, I want to see multiple wrestling promotions do well because when they're doing that, wrestlers get paid good money. They make a good living. I'm, I'm good with it because then I'm, I'm well entertained. I'll check this pay-per-view out on, on Saturday. I'll, I'll, I'll tune in, you know, while I'm watching, watching some different stuff. So I'll keep an eye on some things. It's going to be interesting. We didn't, ma- we didn't mention uh, Dirty Dango, so I know Dirty Dango. Dirty Dango and PCO, I mean yeah. – yeah, and this is Jan Fandango. I mean, can you believe it? He's been in the world of professional wrestling now, at least from the WWE on perspective, for over 10 years. I want to say uh, WrestleMania 29, so yeah, about 11 years He's yeah, uh, he's, since he's made his quote-unquote debut in WWE. Yeah, I mean, he's he's 40 now. I'm looking up. I'm looking at his stuff right here. Yeah, I mean, he's 40 years old, so he's been in the business a good amount of time. So, um, you know, that'll – I mean, and, and speaking of being in the business a long time, PCO, I mean, come on. <laughs> PCO's yeah. been doing it a long time. So, I mean, let's see. PCO, I just really quick. Yeah, PCO is like my dad's age. So, yeah, he's been doing it a very long time. So, uh, kudos to PCO for putting on good matches. I think, and the crazy thing about PCO is the way he reinvented himself. He's not over here like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, just coming out, just being, being you know, playing the hits and being, you know, and, and gingerly walking into the ring. You would not think PCO was the 1994 Quebecer guy way back in the day. You yeah. wouldn't know that the way that he has the Frankenstein gimmick and, and flips through tables of and concrete blocks and all this other stuff. Like, it's not just him over here just, you know, like laying down a, a, a weak-looking chop because of nostalgia purposes. He realizes he's not Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair or one of these guys who people are going to pay. He He's been in the business that long, but he's not necessarily going to draw in the attention of an independent show just on his name alone because he was, like I said, famous because being part of a a 1990s WBF tag team. Um, So he's not going to get a loan on that. So he's got to keep reinventing himself. He's got to keep himself relevant. He can't – PCO is – one of those people, he is not Sting, he's not Flair, he's not Hogan, he's not Axel Jim Duncan. He is not showing up to events selling you on his past. For all you know and all he cares you know is you know him for now, not for the past. And I think that's really cool. 
Yeah, I think so too. I mean, he's been he's been in the business since 1987, so he's been doing it for a very very long time. So you know, I, I was like I was like seeing guys like that with the longevity. Yeah, sure, he's not like you mentioned. He's not some of the guys you mentioned like a Hulk Hogan, but he's had a hell of a career, and he's he still he still does a good job in the ring, and he's he like you said he has reinvented himself. So you know, well, it'll, that should be a fun match between him and Dirty Dango. So. I'll be keeping an eye out for it. I think I think it'll be a decent decent show overall. It's a decent card. So and again, just to reiterate, Trinity is and this is her last night in TNA. She will be back as Naomi at Royal Rumble. You can but you can you can put that you can bank on that. All right, so that's gonna do it for this week's edition of the show. Maybe Jinder Mahal will be champion next time we talk. Uh, for Brandon, I am Jared. We will talk to you next week as we get closer to the road on the road to WrestleMania, and we get closer to the Royal Rumble. We'll talk to you all next week as this has been another edition of the Heel to the Face podcast.